0: Live. Live on. Live on set. And welcome to another episode of Live on Set. Live on Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family and people I meet along the way. Could put him in the friend, could put him in the family category. But joining me for his first time on set, one of my best friends in the world, Stefan Stefan, how's it going?
1: It's going great, man. Long time listener, first time guest, and I'm pumped about it.
0: Love it. Well, we caught up a little bit, uh, on zoom before we started, talked about the episode, so I'm very excited. Uh, there are so many elements of this podcast where you and I could just have a movie episode to have a sports episode, a TV, a music. We've been to concerts together. We've been to sporting events, seen a lot of movies, watched a lot of TV. But as I'm winding down season two, I thought of a category and really a topic rather that would be perfect for a main segment. So that will be movies. So we'll get there when we get there. But this episode we're recording in the beginning of June, it'll come out in in a week or so, but there's a lot going on that. I know you're a big fan of, so let's talk hockey. Let's talk your Islanders. And we'll start there. So what excites you and how do you feel with the series right now?
1: I got to start off with playoff hockey is a different sport, a different animal, and is the best sport in the world. Yep. Much better than regular season hockey. And if you watched a game for each one, you would have no idea that they were the same exact sport. Right. But there's everything to love about playoff hockey. And this Islanders Bruins series is exactly that. It's very evenly matched, hard-hitting, there's two fights in the game last night. (laughs) The old barn was going crazy. And I mean, tied two two. going back to Boston for game five. Yeah.
0: Now the, the sport of hockey, uh, for me, we were talking before. So when I would work at Amway, yes, the magic were the main kind of attraction. We'd have concerts and stuff, which is great, but we would also get Orlando solo bear hockey, which they play in the ECHL. So we kind of talked that out, I guess, like double a hockey, however, like you want to say it. But yeah, this is probably the
1: equivalent to double-A baseball for hockey. You got hockey the NHL, AHL, and the ECHL. Yep. You know, polar bear, solar, bear, just solar trying Bears to, Just trying to grind through the season and out on like a good like on a good run.
0: Right. They literally, uh, the mascot's name is Shades. It is a polar bear with sunglasses. Um, I do not know for for how involved and how beloved Shades is he could be intoxicated, but <laughs> we don't, we don't know, but he is a definitely a fan favorite, but hockey for me, I know the lightning would have won the Stanley cup when we would have been maybe in middle school, but yeah. early two thousands, right. Somewhere around there or four five. So sixth grade,
1: maybe. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it was around Some, there. somewhere <laughs> around there,
0: but really hockey for me watching it, it that really changed when we would have met, in college. So, uh, Connor who, um, we talked about today, but was one of our roommates in college. He's been on the podcast a couple of times, uh, living in the Maryland area, but grew up being a a Bruins fan. He's been to some, a lot of capitals games as well. You being an Islanders fan. And then our, our other roommate, uh, Ian is also a big Bruins fan as well. That really kind of opened my mind to to, to hockey. And I think thinking about and thinking back to it now, is really as simple as the fact that I grew up in Orlando and not Tampa because I lived in Tampa. I'd be all about it. Um, the, I had been to hockey games prior to meeting you, but I had not been to NHL games, which we got to go to one when we were in college. And I went to the, uh, Chicago Tampa game, one of the Stanley cup when we like the week after we graduated college. But, um, I have never been in a playoff atmosphere probably as crazy as the game you watched last night, the games, that you've been watching kind of this whole time, but it's got to feel good that a team that you're one of the biggest fans of in the world, but also they get to play meaningful games because it's kind of opposite from me and the teams that I love.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the craziest hockey game I've ever been to was 2013 games three and four against the penguins raucous crowd. One of them was a noon start. People were out there at like 5. AM tailgating and you could feel it in the crowd. (laughs) No (laughs) one was safe. There, but <laughs> honestly, I attribute to like hockey's grown a lot even since when we were in college. I mean, when we would go, we went to a Hurricanes game and we got tickets like two hours beforehand and just drove over to Raleigh and got yeah, and went to the game. But now, like, like you said, like you grew up in Orlando where hockey really wasn't that big, but the Lightning have been great for the past decade. The Florida Panthers gave the Lightning all they could handle in the first round this year, so hockey's really growing everywhere especially yeah. here in North Carolina, like the hurricanes are huge. Everyone goes to hurricanes games. Like we were catching up before and you said you had four friends from all walks of your life who were at the hurricanes game last week, like right. who we would have never met each other. So right. Kind of, it's kind of growing. And I think it's better. I mean, cause it is a great sport and it's so meaningful when you are rooting for one of those teams, even if your team doesn't end up winning it just it's just a crazy atmosphere. You're you're going crazy sitting in front of your TV, like jumping up and down, and right your heart's going, and it's not probably not good for your health, but it's, no, it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> the magic for me and like the Florida Gators, and we've watched countless really Florida football games. And I think my freshman year, the Gators had Bradley Beal for that one year, and they went to the Elite Eight, so they didn't really play any like big games, but we. Really kind of experienced a lot of like crazy sports things really, uh, kind of together some, some big NFL draft moments. But I think one of the craziest was our senior year, Duke won the national championship, that was a big deal, but bringing really kind of like hockey back into it, I've been to like, like, like I said, two NHL games. I went to the Stanley cup, like I said, the week after we graduated college. I was one of the 20 people not including the chicago blackhawks that were physically mm-hmm. playing the game that was wearing a red shirt i went with one of my best friends jonathan who went to notre dame and lived in chicago at the time and we got we literally got chicago blackhawks shirts on the way to the game we stopped at the florida mall and then we drove to tampa which is 15 minutes
1: away um, <laughs> quick drive orlando's you know, right 20 30 minutes and the backstory on that is Austin once tried telling us in college that or Tampa to Orlando and back was only about a 40 minute drive. Right. And there was no physical way that is possible.
0: And that's, that's true today. It just depends on what time you go. Um, (laughs) But I I will say that yes, the Stanley cup was obviously a a bucket listing for me to say that I have been to, but up until that time, the only time i had watched the lightning in a game is if we were together or me you or connor where the, the islanders were playing in the regular season we were just watching the game or things like that and yeah. um i've been to a couple of magic playoff games which are absolutely unreal but you feel something different like an islanders are a team you watch your entire life the same thing for the magic for me and whether the like islanders win this series and they go to the next level or between now and the next 5 10 years the magic get back in the playoffs yeah. it'll, it'll feel good to go back to a game like that but yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I would uh,
1: say like uh I'm also a big Yankee fan. And there is something different about like a hockey playoff game versus a baseball playoff game. And I think that's just the nature of the two sports, like hockey's way more physical, faster, and stuff like that, where baseball's kind of drawn out, but it's, it's just as intense, like you, like for basketball and you like you love the magic, so you're gonna be feeling every shot and every everything. So Right. It's just it's just something you're passionate about and it's definitely good to get into.
0: Yeah. So the Bruins and Islanders are two two. So is game five? Is that we're recording this on a Sunday, but is it Monday? Is it tomorrow?
1: Monday the seventh. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I think it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So five Oof. five, six, seven. So
0: and are be, they is game five in Boston or New York?
1: Yeah, it's going Boston five island six back to boston if there's seven shoot yeah that'll be electric. Yeah, a friday night game seven in boston that crowd will be going wild ruthless <laughs> i honestly i hope it goes seven just because one that'd be awesome but uh it would just be a crazy atmosphere probably yeah good
0: i know kind of before, like before we move on another thing because i know we would have watched the Olympics, some hockey for the Olympics as well, like the winter Olympics, that would have been like our sophomore, junior year. And that was pretty big, but that was really something that if I didn't like meet you guys and, and get close with, with you and and Ian and Connor hockey might've been something that kind of just would have like passed by, like I never would have really got into it. So it's a sport that I definitely love watching. Uh, I like going to the games to be a part of the environment, but I also know that the Panthers being in Boca is crazy. I mean, that's just ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. but I know like that was a team where I was like, they were not very good when I met you. So I was like, let me just pick this team. Just to, I got a hat. Yeah. But yeah, at the $10 sports store, yeah. like $10 the sports the store in the Ocala mall. <laughs> mall, like $10 sports or whatever it was called. And I had somewhere in the house, but, um, yeah. they are okay, but it is what it is. Um, but in continuation of sports, before we get to our main topic, We'll talk Yankees, um, and then let's talk Jets for a second, and then we'll we'll move on. So Yankees right now, how do you feel? Terrible.
1: Okay. They, are, they are the only two hundred million dollar baseball team that cannot hit a baseball. I don't <laughs> understand it. And the the funny part about it is, everyone thought their pitching was going to be so the question mark of the team, and their pitching has been arguably the best in the American League, but they can't hit. Uh, yeah, they they look like a little league team out there they get thrown out on the bases they can't play defense they have players like playing first base who are second baseman and third baseman like that it's just it's like you know what go grab a glove go play first base go play right field it's like no oh idea what's going on i don't know if they could fix it i don't know if it's just like a early season issue yeah a baseball issue that because baseball's changed the actual baseball and it's kind of across the board yeah gone down but it's ugly it's not good definitely not feeling confident and the red Sox and rays are playing really well so, yeah an early hole
0: <laughs> do you think that there's time for them to turn it turn it around for a wild card spot or do you think it's a, a bigger issue
1: they could definitely turn it around just because they have so much talent there's no denying that it's just can the talent play up to its level it's supposed to right and That's debatable right now because you have, you know, Aaron Judge is playing MVP level. He's got like 13, 14 home runs. He's hitting almost 300, but he's the only one pretty much doing it. Yeah. And everyone knows he's very, very good. But you have someone like John Carlos Stanton, who's also very good, but just can't seem to stay healthy. Yeah. So if they were to be healthy, they've only played like 20 games together or something. I had a crazy stat the other day where they've only actually played – I think it was under fifty games since they've been together on the team, and mm-hmm. that's just almost unacceptable. Yeah, right. Like, especially since you're paying three hundred million dollars for one player and then three hundred thirty for pitcher. And then yeah, it's just uh, it's just not looking good for the not good. <laughs> I know like
0: me being a a big Braves fan, which that really kind of started with, they would play their spring training games at Disney and my aunt had season tickets. So my cousins and I, we would go to those games every March and we just kind of stuck with the team. And there's like some bright spots on the team. Like Acuna is amazing. And, um, love
1: watching him play.
0: And he is someone who it's, it's really, we're really fortunate as a fan base for Atlanta because when Chipper and Andrew and when they were done, there was a one kind of year where like Freddie was not like absolutely like amazing or could be like the next cornerstone guy. So like in regards to like a, a rebuild or a quick kind of like fix like a paint job or something, the Braves were very fortunate in that they've been in big games. It could have went to the world series last year, but the the crazy thing is having someone like Acuna who, if he ends up staying long-term, there are franchises that are would pray to have something like that. And, and um, I, I think that, if the pitching staff can get healthy and Ozuna is going to be out for God knows how long now, but it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of get back up and, and get in the wildcard race. Cause they started out kind of slow and they're kind of near 500 right now, but the other teams in the division are, are getting better.
1: Yeah. I, I love this bridge team. Honestly, it's, I mean, Acuna is you gotta stop and watch him anytime he's on TV, but you have Freddie who, and won MVP. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's he's amazing too, and hopefully he re-signs with the Braves. That I can't see him playing somewhere else. Right. But you never know; someone might open up their, their bank account box. and uh, right. Uh, but yeah, their their big thing is health too. Like their pitching staff, they just need to get healthy. But yeah, you have like teams like the Mets who are have Jacob Degrom, so they win one of every five games, no matter what. Right. Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah, I mean, you have the Nationals pitching staff. We'll keep them in anything. Right. Mad Max, your favorite player. God. <laughs> he, got, he has two different color eyes. He does. Okay.
0: But he's, he's
1: amazing. He's great. Um, you have the Phillies who I think are kind of underachieving. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like this Braves team for sure. Probably should have went to the World Series last year. Yeah. The Dodgers are very good. But Acuna, I mean – it pretty much trout bets Acuna now. I think those are for sure the big three. Yeah. Tatis probably as well. Yeah. That's probably where I'd top four. Top him out. Yeah. And then you no. got Tani who's just crushing it. He's right. 98 off the mound and hitting home runs up and right. Right. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's like he's
0: he he is someone who like if you were to create a player in a video game and he kind of like go out and play like that's just crazy that we have someone that we're watching right now that has been able to is like successfully doing that.
1: Oh, yeah, there. that's the crazy thing about it is he's doing each aspect at a high, high level, right? Like Some people can do that like in college and lower levels, but he's doing it at the highest level and he's doing it almost better than anyone in the sport which is just crazy. Right. Except he went, showed up late to the game the other day because he was stuck in traffic. It's,
0: and I I feel like, I mean, Otani and, and like Mike Trout, we'll start with Mike Trout. Like Mike Trout is on TV all the time. Like that's a pretty, that's a big deal. But Otani, like it's for people who, and this is way off crazy. Like Oregon football, like the college has been really, really good. And, but their West coast, like USC and Utah and whatever, like all those teams that have had success over the past decade. And really like, since I've, I've known you, I don't stay up at 10 o'clock to watch these games. So (laughs) if the angels continue to have success and I like watching the sports in general, but especially like playoff sports. And I completely agree with what you're saying about like playoff hockey being the best thing ever. And I agree with that. Otani, if he can keep this up, it's going to be like, must watch TV and I'm just oh, gla- yeah. I'm I'm just glad like the angels are kind of getting help because what's going on is trout was having so much success his stats were off the chart but it was him out there being a braves guy andrelton simmons left the braves and went to the angels he's not gonna bat 350 and hit 20 home runs and do all this stuff no <laughs> but but they got they got rendon a year or two ago right
1: yeah last yeah. year was there for was his first so year that's kind
0: of some help and he had a lot of success obviously with the nationals and. You kind of look at this, like the the state and like the trajectory of of Mike Trout, and you would hope that people would want to go play with him if he's not going to leave and go somewhere else. And is as, as for me, not being an Angels fan at all and having no affiliation to them, with how big and how uh, the the world looks at Mike Trout, like as a player, you would hope that he has the opportunity to go on a playoff
1: run or play for a World Series at least once in his career. So I think he's only played like three playoff games or something in his career. I think they Crazy. only played once. And I think they lost to the Royals like 2014, 2015 around then. Right. When the Royals were winning World Series and stuff. Right. Um yeah, it's kind of a shame. Like he's no doubt the best player in baseball. He has been for a, a long time. And now yeah. he just no one gets to see him play on a regular basis unless you're on the West Coast. Like you said, like you're not staying up. Um but no one gets to see him play in the playoffs. And that's just like, it's annoying for for a better word. It's like, you don't want to see that guy against the best pitchers in the league ever. Right. Right. And kind of been denied that opportunity. So hopefully they turn it around. I think they need more pitching, but um, yeah, you have Rendon there. They have some good prospects, but hopefully pitching comes a long way.
0: Yeah. But there's, we talked about a lot of sports here. I like that we talked about that, um, but we'll we'll talk Jets as we transition into this next topic. And then the main topic of our discussion here, and I was thinking, I was like, I haven't done a topic like this, who would be perfect? And I was like, let me get Stefan on the phone. So our main topic is going to be Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler films, Films, (laughs) and then not movies, (laughs) movies, no films. And we'll we'll give our, our top five lists for both but Will Ferrell has and, and Adam Sandler have done a majority of their films have been comedies they've they've done things on the serious side both of them and have gotten accolades really for both but uh a, a sport that at least Adam Sandler has been a part of in in at least one of his films but has discussed uh, another the team the jets in another one of his films which uh will that will be on my list I won't say what number it is But let's talk Jets for a second, and then we'll get into uh, Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler. So are you excited about what this Zach Wilson era might be? I know when I met you, the uh, background on your computer was Revis Island, and we got to live in a time where he was incredible. But uh, what do you you think about the Jets? And then we'll
1: talk movies. So I think the biggest thing about being a Jets fan right now is that they're actually looking well-run. For the Mm -hmm. last couple of years, I think they've been kind of doing it on the fly and not really hiring the right people and since they hired Joe Douglas and now Robert Sala I think players look at that as being you know not the same old Jets like the classic jokes that you hear about the Jets you know being the inferior to the Giants in the New York market or someone like that um, Zach Wilson hopefully works out you know yeah. I wish that they tanked a little more for Trevor Lawrence because <laughs> right Lawrence is obviously very, very good. Jacksonville with our boy urban. is right. Hopefully turn around. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it won't be immediate. It will be, it'll take a couple of years for them to be better. I mean, there would be more competitive. I think Robert Sala can get the most out of who he has now. Yeah. But I think the way they've drafted and kind of built like an offensive line around a young quarterback is probably the best way of going about it. Right. And If he's as good as he was at BYU, it'll only look better in the future. He's still pretty young. I think he's only like 21, 22. Yeah. I think Sam Darnold kind of got caught in the middle of a rebuild where he was drafted by one GM and didn't really fit the new GM and coach's scheme, so they kind of shipped him out of town. But yeah, I think it's looking better, hopefully. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I don't have a favorite NFL team when I would have met you, but with the success and the comedic aspect of the Baker Mayfield Hulu Live Sports commercials, (laughs) I...
1: Uh, And the Progressive
0: Insurance... Oh, they're great.
1: Oh, my God. I mean... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> this book scene though, like the
1: yeah that's absolutely the the book club one is by far the best. Made but all this cheese. The, <laughs> second, the second one, this is my second favorite one is where he forgets his keys. Oh. Or he forgets like to turn something off inside the stadium. He has to keep going through security. He's right. Like, it's me. I'm Baker. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> it's he is amazing. Um, I think he's great. I do like watching the Browns. I might get a I might get a t-shirt Jersey. I don't think I'll get the whole Jersey thing. It's kind of like a a trial, uh, like a trial, like a, I don't know, like a trial basis, I guess. But um, no, the the Browns are fun to watch and they have historically have a lot of similarities to the school, to the sports teams record wise and, (laughs) and historic kind of uh, significance that I would have played with, with the sports for me growing up. But um, you know, it, it, uh, it is what it is, but Let's, let's talk Will Ferrell. Let's talk Adam Sandler. Those really, those two actors right there, two of the biggest, the biggest kind of movie stars on the comedy side, at least for us. I mean, you can throw in there people like, I mean, Leo and, and Will Smith and, and um, like Tom Cruise, like people like that, that have been uh, really big uh, for like our lifetimes that have been putting out stuff left and right hits and things, but Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler, there's a lot of movies that, would have come out before we would have met movies that he did while we met and movies that have been released since we would have lived together and went to school together. But what do you like about their movies in general? And then we'll, we'll get into our list and then see what people feel, what, what people will react to our, our top five lists.
1: I think the best part about each of their movies are just, you could watch them whenever and yeah. you'll feel good, like good watching them. Like at the end, there's always like a good message, especially with Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Show good happy ending um and you'll laugh you'll laugh throughout the whole time the whole hour and a half two hours you know just feel good about watching something at the end of it and i think that that holds true for both of them honestly and i kind of struggled putting together a top five of narrowing it down to top five so okay. i tried to try to uh get some good lesson here i know we're gonna have some discussion and And also have not revealed our top fives to each other yet. So everyone is going to find out at the same time, what our lists are.
0: We have written down our top fives for each and it would not be a classic live onset episode without me saying this because they would have both gotten their starts on SNL and I love SNL. What I'll definitely say is, um, you have yours on a sticky note. I wrote my top five lists for Adam and Will's films on the back of a Tijuana flats receipt. And we will uh, get into it. So let's start with Will Ferrell and let's go five to one. And what you said when we when we met, when we talked earlier, before we started, these are movies that they are the star of, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Correct. So, so for, for both Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler. So these are movies are both the star of, but they're, let's start with those movies where they might have like uncredited roles, especially with Will Ferrell, like uncredited roles are little like just little bits of screen time that are iconic
1: okay so for the first one this is not on my list but he's a legend in wedding crashers for sure he obviously plays a role in that film but is not a main character right you don't really think about him when you think about that movie but his role is a legendary one right quoted all the time everyone quotes it all the time of course people just his he was perfect for the role that he was in i don't think there's any other way to say it right and this is a little off topic but wedding crashers 2 (laughs) just got greenlit and i am (laughs) skeptical arguably my favorite movie of all time i don't think it should be remade or have a sequel we just got to leave perfection where it is (laughs) right i think that we we might have learned that
0: with another one of his films that a second one was made, even though I went on record saying that it was definitely worth the price of admission. Um, Another movie you can throw in the category of his performance in Wedding Crashers, he had a very similar role in Starsky and Hutch. So that was pretty, pretty funny as well. But no, I agree with you, especially with you bringing in how they tie things together, how both of their films at the end, like as a whole, like what they resemble is always good. But let's go. You go and then I'll go. So what's your number five?
1: We'll okay, number five, we have the Flint Chopping Mega Bowl of Semi-Pro.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Semi-Pro, not on my list. Oh,
1: I would have thought that that was on your
0: list, honestly. Semi- Semi-Pro with Jackie Moon, Monix, and, of course, Coffee Black with Andre. Excellent film. Excellent film. Probably one of the best kind of like opening songs to a, a film of his. It gets very oh, aggressive, yeah. very aggressive. Uh, this is a safe space. It's also family <laughs> friendly, so we'll 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 keep going on that. Uh, but five for me, Blades of
1: Glory. So I will say Blades of Glory was an honorable mention. I had seven down for Will Ferrell. Okay, with seven being Blades of Glory and six being The Campaign. Ooh. Cam Brady. Like a sneaky, funny movie. Sure. But yeah, blaze glory is definitely a fun time. To watch. Yeah.
0: I, I think for me, it's the name Chaz, Michael Michaels. And especially <laughs> when they give the whole breakdown of who Jimmy McElroy is, who was played by John heater, but then Wolf Farrell. And they say one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. And it, for me, it's the delivery, but it's not too aggressive. It's uh, you call my life troubled. <laughs> you call a nine-year-old boy with a 35 year old girlfriend troubled. Like that's <laughs> just craziness. But No, Blades of Glory for me, I remember seeing in theaters, it was a DVD that was a Christmas gift of mine that I treasure uh, amongst my favorite films of all time. But five for me, Blades of Glory. So number four. Talladega Nights. That is on my list. It is not four. Oh, it's higher. Four for me,
1: The Other Guys. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that one came out a little bit later than probably like all the movies that are on my list, mm-hmm. but um, that's a solid film. Yeah. Gator needs his gat. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, forensic
0: forensic accounting, it, it led to a job and he he's great. That, that, that cast is so underrated. It was the first time that Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg had collabed. And obviously the success of that collaboration led to two films, Daddy Home, Daddy Home 2. But I'll go first for three because three for me is Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby. I remember seeing it um, at the local Regal Winter Park Village. I was in eighth grade. Uh, There were a bunch of us that went. We went to Johnny Rockets before, did not get food poisoning, which is a plus. And then we saw that movie. What would you say? Did they sing to you? They did not. None of us. They knew it was not any of our birthdays. So (laughs) we just kind of did our own thing. And it was a great vibe, but it is what it is. But Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby for me is three.
1: you're not first or last. Amen.
0: (laughs) So I feel like we're getting to the the position now where I I have a good feeling that our number ones will be the same, but our number two, I feel like is not going to be the same, but if it is, I love
1: it. Interesting. So my number three, and I'm surprised this hasn't come up, kicking and screaming.
0: Kicking and screaming is my number two.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so so you left off one of my one and twos. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to see this. But kicking and screaming, I mean, the Mike Dicka cameo role is just fantastic. And right. the Pele ball, oh the whole the whole bet, and then it's just Byung Sung, of and- course. Creating a superhuman to score the goal.
0: Ambrose yeah. with the powerhouse kick.
1: Yeah, Amazing. now Iron Mike and Aluminum Phil leading the Tigers.
0: It's <laughs> it's definitely a movie that at that time for the movies that Will Ferrell had done was one that you could 100% put in the category suitable for all ages. Was not really something where he was doing movies with SNL people. It mm-hmm. was a it was kind of like the first movie that yes he was the main star. He was already established with all the successful comedies that he had done, but it was one that from the first time I saw it and as many times have I've seen it since then is without a doubt top and top yeah. two for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: So since that was your two, I'll say my two. So my number two is Anchorman. Okay. And that is because I know we kind of said where there are, you know, he is the star of that film, obviously. Right. Ron Burgundy. Right. I mean, that cast is phenomenal. Right. I love, I love that cast, that movie use it all the time in quotes and talk about um, just just amazing movie. Like Right. But you lied to me about Anchorman too. And yes. I'll never forgive you for that. Uh, me going to the movie theater and immediately texting Austin afterwards saying you lied, period. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But Anchorman, the original is a fantastic film.
0: Yes. Anchorman, the original is my number one.
1: Interesting. Yes, yes,
0: and this just came into my head. Another movie along the lines of, uh just thinking, just SNL on the top of my head. Yes, he was in Wedding Crashers briefly, Sarsky king Hutch, but he also had a recurring role in Austin Powers, which is the first time mm-hmm. I would have seen him in a movie. So, yeah. but no, go ahead with your number one. I feel like I know what it is. I'm not going to say it. You go.
1: Step Brothers.
0: I was thinking so hard. I was like, Is Step Brothers going to be in my list? And. The one that was like a quick one that he wasn't like the main, main guy. So like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Old school was not on my list. Mm -hmm. I'd put it as maybe an honorable mention. Yeah. Step Brothers for me is a classic. I feel now that we are live on set that it it should have been in my top five, (laughs) but it's honestly, it's a movie that I have not seen that many times in my life, but it was something that I loved so much. The first time I didn't want to watch it so much for like the rewatchability.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: like Kicking and Screaming, Ricky Bobby, especially the other guys, Anchorman, Blitzgory, there are movies that I can have on in the background that I mm-hmm. haven't like worn, like maybe it's like movies that I could say that I would have quote unquote kind of like worn out. But but Step Brothers for me, that could be something when this goes out that could be incriminating on me for not having it <laughs> as, as high as you, but 100%
1: so, a film that is beloved. I will agree with you that re-watching it kind of, takes away from the first time you know the unexpected jokes and scenes that happen in that movie it's kind of like another film that we love of the hangover the first time you watch the hangover you have no idea what's coming next but you kind of lose a little bit of that yeah and like when you rewatch it don't get me wrong hangover is fantastic film i kind of understand where you're coming from of not wanting to watch it too many times and not making your list but I'll leave that for the public to decide of how they judge your list of leaving stepbrothers off of Will Ferrell nominations, but
0: right now it's definitely a movie that another one of the movies like blades of glory that I would have gotten as a Christmas gift. And I have I, I re- a DVD. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. God, that's really, I think I just lost all my credibility. The people, <laughs> the listeners from Singapore have, have stopped listening at this point. All in all, Will Ferrell, he is someone who has done a majority of his his work has been comedic. He's been able to do some things on the serious side, like Stranger Than Fiction is pretty good. And he's he's really done a lot. But let's get into Adam Sandler. And then at the end of Adam Sandler, we'll say overall maybe who our favorite might be. It could be a 1A, 1B situation, but let's talk Sandler. So um for me, for five, I did write down two, but then four, three, two, one is just one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have honorable mentions for Sandler as well? Or you just have your list? I do.
1: I will discuss them. I have some honorable mentions uh, okay. that we'll throw in there. But my five for Adam Sandler is Billy Madison. Billy Madison is on my list. The It was the height of his... Um, this and another movie that's also on my list, is Mm -hmm. the height of Adam Sandler's SNL wave. Yes. He just had come off of SNL and made these films, really where he made a name for himself for Billy Madison in another movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time you watch Billy Madison, you laugh. Right. Um, You could have it on the background, Uh, you could do anything, but no matter when it's on TV, you pick up and you watch it. Right. That's the criteria for being on my list.
0: Yeah, five for me is wedding singer slash just go with it. Ooh. Just go with it. A film that when we when we talked about movies when we would have met is really one that really kind of like got us closer together. It was a movie that I mean Jennifer Aniston is one of the like the biggest like female actresses like of our mm-hmm. lifetime, but yeah. then also and they're we're both obviously so established at the time some really good roles with Dave Matthews and, and Nicole Kidman taking a Devlin, but the, the kids, Jennifer Aniston's kids in the movie are so underrated in the history of like Adam Sandler films oh. and especially like boy, but JD
1: McFunaghan's you <laughs> mentioned that slop hole again. And I walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to go to Hawaii and swim with the dolphins. But what I will definitely say is wedding singer for me just like liking music and stuff. Like I've always liked that one a lot. And it's a movie that fits your criteria as well as having it on and and watching it. And it's a movie that I actually watched recently start to finish and just loved it.
1: Wedding Singer is a honorable mention for my list. Cool. I knew that was going to be on your list. Yeah. (laughs) I knew that I was just going to throw it in with the honorable mentions.
0: I, I think when i get up to number one which i'll'll go in order like a normal person but one might not be the same as your number one but we'll be fine everything's been great uh, uh number four I, I
1: would say probably not
0: okay um, number four
1: number four grown-ups okay
0: grown-ups I not think, not on my list but go ahead
1: it's at number four for me i i would my top three is pretty solidified in my adam sandler movies um okay. but grown-ups shouldn't have made a second one i think <laughs> the first one is way better than the second one. The second one is still good yeah i'll say if the first one never existed the second one would be just as good i guess yeah them. yeah um, but grown-ups great cast yeah it looks like they had a great time filming it i just think it's a good movie yeah um, like watching it we usually watch it when it's on yeah but what's your number four
0: big daddy
1: really I mean, yes Lizard, I'll, I'll say it
0: for another thing. And this was a common theme with Adam Sandler movies. The movie Big Daddy, the film Big Daddy, is the movie that I have cried the most in in my entire life. The yes. last 25 to 30 minutes of that film is a roller coaster that any other film has not been able to replicate for me in my eyes. They're at the Florida Film Festival. Uh, Mark Dupless, who we would know as Pete Eckhart uh, from mm-hmm. The League and some other, he's very well known in the indie film world and has history with music as well and has gone on some other stuff for movies that people would, wouldn't recognize him if they didn't know the name. But it was just, he was like one of the keynotes and he was having people like pass a mic around and like movies that would like their number one cry movie. And I got up in front of 200 people. It's on <laughs> yeah. YouTube. I'll have to find it. And I said, big daddy. And he said in front of the entire movie in in front of the entire theater that he had never seen big daddy. What? Yes. And Mm -hmm. it's just from the moment that if I'm not sure for the final cut, if it was Cole or Dylan Sprouse that they took away from. (laughs) Um, But then obviously we know how the movie kind of ends up that movie, just like it ripped me apart. But the fun, the, the first hour and 20 minutes of that movie was so funny and it's a great cast and um leslie mann john stewart um and of course the other kind of like people that are the, the, the adam Sandler crew like that's such happy, a, a good happy movie madison happy crew, madison yeah. right right favorite my my favorite adam Sandler production when he's not in is benchwarmers but that's fine <laughs>
1: that's fair <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: um my favorite yeah that yes yeah, so for the record my favorite adam Sandler movie that he was produced but is not in any scene is benchwarmers but okay Number three for me, you already said it, three for me, Billy Madison.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, great film to watch any time of the day, any time of the year. Yeah. Um, Number three, this will probably be low on most people's list, but it's just that I like the other two movies more, is Happy Gilmore. Okay. I view my 1 through 3 as 1, A, B, and C. Okay. Not really uh, 1, 2, and 3, but for the purposes of the show, I yep. did 1, 2, and 3. Okay. But, uh, I mean, Happy Gilmore never gets old. Right. And you and I both golf a good amount. Yeah. You know, pretty average. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, everyone who has seen this movie has tried the Happy Gilmore shuffle to hit a golf ball. Yes. miserably. Yes. Most of the time. Yes. But it's that's best thing you could try on a golf course. Oh so, yeah. So I mean I love the movie. You got Pam, Modern Family, of course. Um, and then the I like how they've carried on the shooter happy rivalry, like right. into their personal lives. <laughs> um so it's kind of funny that way and just kind of keeps it relevant.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um happy for me is number two. Yeah, but happy Gilmore and, and Billy Madison, like you said, like coming off of that, that SNL fame and really kind of hitting the ground running with um like an entire really, I guess, to be just playing with it, an entire feature film that was just front and center Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And that was such like a great like one, two punch that I think people like comedically, especially in the 90s, was really only achieved by probably Jim Carrey just like either Ace Ventura stuff or the mask or things like that. And he was so, I mean, he was the biggest comedic guy out. And, um, someone who his background was like sketch comedy stuff with like in living color. And he had auditioned for SNL and didn't get it. But then Adam Sandler who went the the SNL route with a lot of the other guys that have been in his movies, Chris Rock, David Spade, et cetera. So yeah, no, this is, I I agree with you with the one, a one B one C let's keep going.
1: All right. Number two is just go with it. Oh, i it's a classic you cannot watch just go with it and come out of there and be like that's not a good movie right like you watch that movie you laugh throughout the whole way throughout because there are many different characters who give you many different things to pull from mm-hmm. and you just laugh and yeah. and it has a good ending um like most adam sandler movies do right like you said before the nicole kidman dave matthews kind of storyline is pretty right. funny.
0: Dan patrick um, as well
1: <laughs> yeah he's the, great the coconut oh um yeah i mean and the kid i think that like you said his kids or her kids um kind of steal the show when yeah. you like really go back and watch it right they're just hilarious so the
0: negos- like the negotiation scene the demands really at at Pizza Hut really kind of set yeah. up the film. Like we were sending some like gifts and stuff back and forth, getting ready for today yesterday, and I did the one with the whole like the eyebrow thing, which was pretty funny. but they they definitely like Dr. the Adam Sandler, right. <laughs> <laughs> and what i'll what I'll definitely say is he's very Adam Sandler is someone who is very good to the movies that he is he's he is in, but then also the movies that he like product like produces like the Happy Madison thing. So a lot of people that have been in his movies uh, all time, you've kind of not only have you grown up with Adam Sandler movies, but we've also been able to see people that have been in those movies all time.
1: Yeah. His career really followed him from a lack of a better word from SNL. Right. And had they have their own careers for sure. Like, I mean, yeah, they've each have their own movies that they starred in, but I think it's pretty cool that him and his group of friends can go like, and just go with it, go to Hawaii. Film, right. Great movie. And it looks like they're just kind of having a good time. Yeah. Like, so I think you kind of, that could portrayed through the movie itself. Right. Yeah. I think that's why you feel so good about it.
0: Right. Number one, uncut gems. I'm joking. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Don't, don't come back. Come back. i back, back. All right. I no, hung up. <laughs> number one for me. What do you think my number one is? I don't know. I don't know. My number one Adam Sandler film, Mr. Deeds. Really? Yes.
1: That ties into your Jets talk from before. Exactly. <laughs> I thought that was a bit of a spoiler for those playing <laughs> yeah.
0: along. Imagine living in a hotel, Stefan, where you would think it's a water fountain, but it's fruit punch.
1: That is true. That okay. is a great. I like, as a child, I irrationally thought that that was going to be possible in my adult life. <laughs> and that's
0: a. I'm, as someone as someone who's a big fan of water fountains, I hope like and'm and I'm, I'm talking to you, disney because i'm I found them like they're there. <laughs> but uh, I will definitely say that it is one dream of mine to maybe one day just go for a water fountain and it's not water that comes out. it's a soft drink of some kind but oh, for sure saw it in theaters with my mom, saw it again with my cousins. It was something that without a doubt, without a doubt, I saw it and said, this is my number one. And it hasn't even remotely come close to it getting knocked down on my list. And it's been out for 15 years.
1: So I will say Mr. Deeds was an honorable mention. Okay. It was a, was a six. Okay. But I mean, it, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I just, just like, I like the other ones a little bit more. Sure. Um, yeah, crazy eyes, Steve Buscemi, <laughs> of course, and he's method, so those eyes were never fixed. <laughs> With his Oreo French fry pizza, oh, it's great! Yeah, um, fantastic film, and he does own the Jets by accident in that right. movie. <laughs> Um, To much of his disappointment, he owned the Jets at that point. Uh, right. Yeah, that's a good movie, but my number one is Big Daddy. Wow! So. Like you said, love it. Love very it. I, I, I Absolutely love it. Good movie. Yes. Um, also, growing up in New York and being kind of like that age where Julian slash Frankenstein is like, yeah, you watch that movie. Kind of like, I don't know, connected with me in a way where sure, um, it just ended up being my number one, and I think yeah, it's just a it's just an overall good film like there's yeah. nothing you can't say anything bad about big daddy
0: right They're with adam sandler's really kind of like whole like catalog of, of work and achievements they're like will ferrell he's done the the serious side of things he's done stuff with like paul thomas anderson he did uncut uncut gems with the safety brothers he's done stuff with like noah bomb some netflix stuff but sure. what i'll definitely say is he's like that guy who whenever he puts out a movie i watch it because it goes back to the movies that like i watched kind of like growing up but movies that really kind of like both of these guys have really kind of i want to say like tackled bringing football back into it but they have done like comedies that have nothing to do with sports but then they've also done it where sports is like a big part of it so longest yard (laughs) um water boys like two football movies and then Waterboy hitting close to come hitting close to home literally because they filmed like the, the stadium scenes at the Citrus Bowl, um, but like little kind of like things in there like grown ups there's basketball involved there's uh, really just like a lot Billy Madison the whole like decathlon or whatever kind of went on with that but oh
1: Lord, you no know, points may God have mercy on your soul <laughs> right
0: um, and then Steve Buscemi poof, just that being good for that as well. And then the same thing goes for Will Ferrell. You have basketball, you have soccer, you have NASCAR, you have figure skating, you have like so many things and like basketball with semi-pro as well. And you you really kind of just like those are those, those two guys, kind of like 1A, 1B that uh, for us, at least on a comedic aspect, came from the same like comedy university and SNL and have yeah. honestly been nothing but successful. And they've both been back to host a show and uh, they're just great.
1: Yeah, when Adam Sandler... Posted a couple of years ago yeah i guess it was a couple yeah. years ago now um that was one of the best episodes in recent memory yeah um, i mean he sung the song obviously right um but just seeing him back in that element was definitely cool to see and i mean i'm a huge snl fan as yeah you're aware of but i um not as big as austin <laughs> <laughs> but i've definitely watched my fair share of snl's uh episodes yeah and i just think it's cool to see two people really from a young age move through there and have outstanding careers i mean right both of them have done amazing since they've left i mean you have adam sandler what 400 million dollar deal from netflix right I don't even know how many movies you had murder mystery or Jennifer Aniston just mm-hmm. go with the part two. After right. Right. Um, but yeah, like you have movies like that and it's just cool to see. Yeah. That Netflix deal for, for Sandler was
0: huge. And I know just with like Sandler kind of starting out like pre SNL, he was a stand-up, just like a New York mm-hmm. kind of like a Northern kid, like stand up and kind of worked his way up and kind of got on the show and Will Farrell like had gone to college and was older than Adam Sandler when he got on SNL, but he had an improv background, but it's kind of like those, those comedic genes that they both have. It's really people who, um, not to say like, I have nothing against like Jim Carrey. I know like his stuff was similar in regards to like comedic background that would kind of align closer, really kind of with both of them. Cause he would do stand up, but he also did improv. But Jim Carrey is someone who pretty convincingly, could do both comedy and drama. And that was pretty clear, like early on, like he kind of made that leap a lot quicker than, than Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler did. Um, but bringing sports back into it again, let's, let's briefly discuss Uncut Gems. Did you see it in, did you go to see it in theaters or did you kind of wait for it to come out? Saw it in theaters. Okay, so did I, Christmas day with my cousin, Brendan, it was unsafe.
1: I didn't see it, Chris, I saw it early January. Okay um like saturday first week of january yeah oh. hold on
0: breaking news stefan longo breaking news this is a live on set exclusive julio jones has just been traded to the tennessee titans
1: oh for what comp what did they get back please hold. your calls very important to us
0: tennessee acquires falcon star wide receiver for quote at least a second round pick excuse me barring any setbacks in the next 24 to 48 hours it will be official ESPN, Bleacher Report, and Schefter all reporting.
1: A second-round pick?
0: Yes. Also, another notification, Connor Brown liked a photo of mine on Instagram. What a great guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I, that's crazy. Uh, I've seen the photo
1: on Instagram. but
0: uh, <laughs> that's, a breaking new, that's a breaking news live on set exclusive. I'm glad we could is, share that moment.
1: That is crazy. Yeah. Luther Jones, went healthy, top-five receiver in the NFL. Oh, now. for sure. Probably top three if healthy.
0: Right. Love that man. Look at the stuff he's done for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's <is>, that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say about that. Oh, I yeah. Think that's that's crazy. I guess they're going Calvin Ridley number one and our boy Kyle Pitts. Oh, what a time to be
0: alive. you are wrong.
1: Mm. Kyle Pitts is going to be a star. Yep. I hope so. I so don't know if I really would trade Julio cool. Jones, but
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So Uncut Jumps, best film of all time, and that's going to do it for us in live on set. Okay. Uh,
1: no. So, so you saw it I in theaters. Yep. Theaters, first week, probably like a week after it came out. Pumped about it, obviously. Love Adam Sandler. Love everything he does. Watch everything he does. Walked out of the theater, got in my car, sat there for 10 minutes <laughs> in pure silence with my fiance because that movie was so loud <laughs> i couldn't hear anything yes. afterwards yes fine film i don't think it really took off the way that like many people expected it to like when you are watching it and i think right. that's what really made it just in my eyes not as good as some people think it is mm-hmm. because the storyline is, is fine like i i like the storyline it's just like you get to the point where they're all in the jewelry back room store. I don't even know what it is. Like, yeah, and you just think something's gonna like break through, right? And it just never really got there. And at the end, you're kind of you have more questions than answers, right? On top of it being very very loud, especially when he's walking down the street and you literally can't hear him talking on the phone, right? But yeah, I sat in my car for ten minutes in pure silence and just. I had to get my, like, hearing back. I had no idea what was going on.
0: I had a similar experience. Um, I was trying to go see this, the film, and I when I brought up Mark uh, Duplass earlier in the show, I saw it at the same place. It's called the Enzian. It's very similar to, like, the Aperture in and Winston and, and some other kind mm-hmm. of, like, uh, independent film theaters, and the Enzian does a lot of work here. It's amazing. That's where the Florida Film Festival is. is uh, with the headquarters for it. And I've talked about it with a number of people that have been on the show so far. But I saw it Christmas night, like 945 showing. My cousin Brendan has been on the show, who he's a piece of work. But it was the Great first sports player. He is <laughs> the, the the first couple of minutes, like the trailer for that movie was so it went viral. The trailer for that movie went viral and it wasn't oh, like, yeah, it wasn't like um. Viral in the sense of yes, it had a lot of views, but also viral in this is going to be Adam's jump to whatever he wants to do for a exactly. movie that a lot of people will have the opportunity to see because he had done the 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 um, the serious thing in the past and people would have seen it, but this was like this was big. Yeah, um, he the, had like
1: Rain on Me. Yeah, the more serious role. He had other, obviously other ones. But.
0: Right, Rain on Me, Punch Drunk Love for yeah. sure. Those definitely stand out, but what I will definitely say about Uncut Gems is the first couple of minutes started in a way like going into like the mines or whatever, like that gem kind of came from. And there was a lot of stuff that was going into it that were, I was kind of like, it wasn't like a a turnoff. It was in regards to the trailer was so intense. And there are Mm -hmm. very, 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 very intense scenes in that movie. But when it kind of picks up, it picks up in the sense of, I felt strongly that that sort of like deep dive into it where you go to see like where the gem is from and how it gets here. And then how Adam Sandler is just so bent on selling this for a certain thing and having that fund, what he does during and also outside of work with his, with the whole gambling situation. But I felt like he did a really good job describing the significance of it and really kind of to Kevin D- Garnett directly in his office that I didn't need that kind of backstory. Yeah. But that movie is that movie is bananas. The movies that uh, in, in a good way uh, in regards to what the Safdie brothers have done previously with the movie, good time, which if you haven't seen it, it's what they're going through in the movie is not a good time, but it's really kind of insane. And it's pure, really kind of like chaos and adrenaline really kind of put to one. So that's something that those move that, that that theme was carried into this, into uncut gems. But I thought Kevin Garnett was great. I know that it was a lot for people to see Adam Sandler in a role like that that hadn't really seen that, but it was extremely loud. This was not us seeing Interstellar or a movie like that in theaters, but it felt that loud and kind of like quick edits and stuff too, that we would get in like Oliver Stone stuff. But I think it's a good movie, but I don't under, I, I don't, there are people that have seen that movie that have told me that it's by far the best Adam show they've ever seen. And it's hard for me to agree to that because of growing up with his movies and not seeing him in a situation like that.
1: Yeah, no, that, I think that's more of how I look at it. Like what you just said, I think it came out, like I said, I saw a week after so people had already, the critic people have already seen it before it comes out. Right. And then the public have to see it for a week. So you're reading stuff on, you know, the news or twitter and you're saying like this is the best adam sandler movie ever so i'm like going into it with that expectation of he's going to be nominated for an oscar because they were right. people talking about that and then going in there and the first scene is like going into the mind finding this random gem and you're like almost like i walked into a a different movie right for the first like 15 minutes right because Based on the trailer, like you said, that had millions of views. Uh, this is going to be a crazy film. It's going to be his pure drama. Just how he's going to take the next step. Right. And he was good. Like, he was good in that role. He fit that role perfectly. It just never took off for me. Like, I, I don't know any other way to put it other than... Mm-hmm. Watching the trailer, the lead up, and everything I heard about it was just like not what I expected. Right. And I haven't seen it since. Maybe it's better on like a second watch. But yeah, I was just kind of good movie. Nothing really special about it. Yeah. In my opinion, I liked Adam Sandler in it. Um, Kevin Garnett has a great role. Yep. Being a basketball player to an actor um uh-huh. but for me it does not make my even honorable mentions list by a long shot <laughs> Yep,
0: no it was not on my honorable mention list either it's a movie i've only seen once i might feel different about it if i watch it again but that's that's really kind of it so all in all but like before i close this out Are do you are you more of an adam sandler guy or are you more of a will ferrell or is it like a 1a 1b like it doesn't they're the same to you
1: uh they're definitely close I would favor Adam Sandler more yeah. just, just because I feel like he's had more movies that I've just liked better. Right. Um, but I mean, they're both fun, both both great watches, no matter what they're in. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there are movies that Will Ferrell is necessarily not the star in, that mm-hmm. are some of my favorite movies aka the internship when he's the mattress sales oh that's another one that's great (laughs) Um, he's in the movie for maybe three and a half minutes yeah excellent but right uh,
0: but he's in that movie and i love
1: that movie yeah so they're both great i can't really favorite (laughs) yeah no i'm with you there it's a 1a 1b
0: for me um like i might go with sandler in the sense of he really just kind of had like a five to eight year jump on it and that's only just because he's he was not on for SNL for as long as Will Ferrell was. And then he kind of got like that, that Lorne Michaels kind of production deal kind of right out of the gate. Cause when, when they kind of rearranged what SNL was like and Farley and Spade and Chris Rock and, and Sandler were all gone. And then Norm MacDonald was just shortly gone after them. They all kind of went in their separate ways with ways of success. But for Adam Sandler, it was, it was movies and Spade did Tommy boy and black sheep, but then he had, amazing success with television like right off the gate with like just shoot me and then rules of engagement and and eight simple rules like he was just very very big with that and no it's great it's it's great that we've been able to like live in a time where we've been able to watch all of those movies but then also be able to kind of see the movies that they continue to put out and they're great so for sure but before i close this out let me know what's going on what are you looking forward to anything pop culture anything
1: in the world and then i'll close this out So Austin is aware of this. Mm -hmm. So I watched half of season six, all season seven, all season eight of Game of Thrones. So I kind of started right in the middle. I'm currently rewatching all of it from beginning to end. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'm also looking forward to getting back on the show and discussing Game of Thrones. Love it. Because I used to give our little friend group recaps of each episode, (laughs) even though I didn't know what was going on. So I had all these storylines and names for all these people that I just had no clue. And I was pretty accurate of like kind of what was going on, but now rewatching it, I'm like, I've missed all the backstory of what was going on these last two and a half seasons. Right. And I think, I did not like season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah. But the first like season four, five and now six are they're cranking. And they're they're I think some of the best. TV I've watched ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking forward to finishing that up and coming back to discuss with. Do it, man. Pride in the Realm himself. Yeah.
0: Now, you are always welcome on set. I love that you're going through the full uh the full watch, not the rewatch, but i mean you would have seen things here and there, but the full top to bottom really watch of one of the biggest shows ever. So yeah. Honestly, no, I love to
1: watch it just, be- just because we would watch it at school. Yeah. Because we watched Silicon Valley afterwards. Yes. And a lot of the times it would run over, yeah. Over the 10 o'clock mark. And <laughs> pretty much watch like the 15 minutes of every last step of ep- like season six when we were in school and yeah season six yeah maybe five yeah but a what a story what a story now what they're is- making an, aren't they making like a prequel
0: they have some some spinoff series and they came out with an update it's in regards like the like the targaryen kind of line and the the head of hbo said that what he's seen so far is incredible so we'll see what happens. There's a lot of things that they've said has been incredible and it's been, you know, it is what it is, but no, we'll see. I'm excited for what's to come. I'm excited for this episode to get out. I'm excited for your return to talk game of Thrones uh, at some point during season three, when we, when I get back in the swing of things, but definitely excited uh, for this episode to get out the last couple I have for season two, and then I'll be back with more for season three. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you again, Stefan. Yes, this has been great. Now I can put summer resume. Do it, man. <laughs> but no, thank you for spending the time today and Zooming with me and getting this out to the world. This will be out in June. And then we have two more episodes after that. And then it'll be summertime. School's out. So thanks so much for taking the time today. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening, to continue to listen to Live On Set. So Live On Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. That is a wrap on episode 34 of Live Onset. Thanks for listening, guys. And and as always, much love. Have a good week. See you next time.